And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against networkers who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up everyone? Zach here, and happy Thursday. And, well, at least that's when I'm recording this, is Thursday. And today we are uh, still waiting for a little baby. So let's go, little man. It's actually our anniversary, my wife and I's anniversary, which is really cool. And so we're going to be doing some stuff tonight and uh, going to celebrate that. And um, we're kind of joking around that, you know, uh, the baby waited to come out on our anniversary because he's going to be, as Ashley would call it, a little stinker like her, like his daddy. So maybe he was just waiting to make his grand entrance so that he could hijack our anniversary. Um, So we'll see about that. But uh, yeah, so we're still waiting on that little man, and uh, we're gonna go to one of our, one of our top favorite Italian restaurants tonight. Um, we kind of go there all the time, though, so it's not like it's like that special per se. So I wanted to go to a different one, but this place has really consistent and good gluten-free options. Which during Ashley's pregnancy, she's been uh, advised to go gluten-free by her midwife. So um, we're like, well, we want to go to like kind of a place that's a little more special, um, like for us at least, you know, because we don't like a place we don't go all the time, but we also like really like this place. So it's, it's not too far. It's in the next town over. Um, it's really close to the water and it's super, super good. And, um, it's one of those places that definitely would be like a special occasion place for, for us, I think, but we just, you know, it's just, it's a staple. So for us, so like we, you know, when one of my really close friends will, will go out to eat and one out of two times, we'll probably go there. And when Ashley and I go out to eat, when we're downtown in this town, we go there. So anyway, we might be doing that tonight. And, uh, yeah, but I wanted to talk with you about something that I shared on, I was on a, a coaching call with one of our, um, one of our legs today, uh, or one of our teams. And um, I was just sharing one of the things that I had heard, you know, years ago, and I, this sort of so valuable then, and actually, it actually revolutionized the way that I built my business back when I heard it, this is probably going back five, six years, um, totally changed the way I thought about my business, and the way that I would do things. And um, even to this day, it, it, it shapes a lot of things today. And the statement that he made, that this mentor made at the time, was it is your job as an upline to keep your people's mind on their business until they're strong enough to keep their own mind on their own business. And 
that's so profound for so many different reasons. But the first and kind of the, the main one I'll hit on right now is that when someone gets into any endeavor, but let's just talk about this business. But when they get into any endeavor, they will always they will always cut the newest thing in their life when things hit the fan. So, you know, at all times, like every couple weeks, people go through some type of change in their world, right? And a lot of times they're positive, sometimes they're negative. And they don't even have to be big negative things, but they could be big negative things. So for instance, it could be as simple as the car breaks down, right? Um, Or it could be as simple as, you know, an argument with, uh, you know, a family member or a friend, or it could be as massive as, you know, a death in the family. Um, Either way, we all go through these these life adjustments, these life changes, things that are, um, you know, small or big ripples in our world. And what happens is people take that opportunity in most times to focus on what they perceive as the most important. And what usually they perceive as the most, as the most important is the stuff that's been in their life the longest. So they'll, you know, in, in this type of situation, let's say someone gets in your business and they get they their car breaks down right and it's a thousand dollar repair bill and you know the you know the business let's say your business cost 300 bucks a month to operate when with auto ship and everything else that's that's in there right well they, they get the repair bill and this like kind of hits them in the head pretty hard and you know it's a big 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 thing for them well what they do is they look for the thing that's the most uncomfortable and generally the newest and they'll cut that out of their life in order to make room for the repair bill. And I don't even necessarily mean the bill itself. Like sometimes, you know, it doesn't even like sometimes it's not even a money thing. It's just a psychological thing. Like the repair bill took up a lot of space mentally because it's very you know, tough for them to swallow. So they blow it up into this massive thing and it takes up way more space than a thousand dollar bill would no matter who they are. Right. And so there's only so much space mentally for certain problems or things to tackle in their life. So rather than tackling two things at once, which they can't, most people cannot do, you know, including me, probably including you, we can't tackle too many things at once. So they choose to tackle the repair bill with their, with their mental, you know, problem solving skills. And their mind says, well, you should cut out the other things that take up taking up a lot of mental space, which is the business. And so they cut out the business for, uh, something stupid and they'll never tell you is because of the repair bill because in their head they don't even know it's the repair bill it's it's that they feel overwhelmed it just happened to the domino had to happen to be kick o- kicked over by the repair bill so they feel overwhelmed so they cut the thing out that is the newest in their life that seems to be an energy suck which is the business and when you ask them why they quit or you can't get a hold of them you don't know why they quit it's overwhelm and they don't know why they quit because it's overwhelm. But the real reason is because something happened in their life to crank up that tension in their world and they cut you out or your business out, I should say. So this is what happens. Now, here's the, here's the interesting and stark reality is that the business in most cases, they brought the business into their life to solve a problem, right? They, they chose to bring the business in to solve a problem and the business, or excuse me, their problem isn't solved yet. And so they're actually cutting out their potential solutions. So they're, they're doing this, this self-sabotage game, this, this silly game 
that is the reason that they're in a bad situation most likely to begin with because they constantly have done this. That's why they're at where they're at, but they're doing it again. And they don't recognize it, and you might not recognize it as an upline, but the longer you do this, the more that you see it. And, and um, that's obviously no bueno. So what we need to do is help them realize that the, the business is their solution. So in this exact example, um, if, they're, if, if, if a $1,000 repair bill causes them sincere overwhelm in their life, then they don't they clearly don't have enough financial power because a thousand dollar repair bill caused major mental distress so by cut so the and the business has the power has the potential to make that problem go away maybe not this exact problem because you know it might take them some time to get some momentum but in the future to cause repair bills that caused them distress, they, they can make that go away. You know, a $1,000 emergency expense, it can make that problem go away. So the business is actually their solution, but they're cutting it out. What they've done up to this point has got them in a place where a 1000 bucks blows them apart. What they need to do, to do is something different, which is the business. And that business can be the solution for them. And they cut it out, though. So it's, it's, obvi- it's obviously, it's, it's dumb, it's self-sabotaging, but you can't say you're dumb, of course, because that would not be smart. Um, nor is it nice, um, but we need to help help them realize that the business is your solution. It's why you got into this in the first place, right? You know, one of the things that we used to see a lot when we built the business old school was people couldn't make the meetings, physical meetings. And honestly, I, I get it; it's a kind of a waste of time in a lot of ways. But you know, that was our business model back then, and people would cite the reasons that they had work or something like that, or they had to get up early in the morning for work. And it was always hilarious to me because it was like, dude, why don't you, do you not see like you're not, you don't have to get like, if you stayed late at the meeting and you had to get up early for work and you were tired, it wasn't the meeting's fault that you were tired. It's the fact that you have a job. That's the problem. Like that's your problem. You know, you're working 40, 50, 60 hours a week to pay your bills to go in this rat race. And you're telling me that you're tired because of a three hour meeting or you're tired because of a 60 hour work week. So recognize the business for what it is. It's your solution. It's your people's solution. Now, the best way to make this um, a, a, a actionable reality for people in your team, because sometimes you can't always have these conversations, is you have to keep their mind on their business until they're strong enough to do it themselves. Because if their mind is on their business, this business, then that means that they will filter their decisions through this business being the solution rather than this business being their obstacle. So what I like to do is not necessarily do more work to keep their mind on the business, but do more strategy to keep their mind on their business. So I have a a portfolio of assets that I've accumulated over the years, Uh, assets meaning content assets. So like podcasts or maybe videos that I have shot or other people have shot um, things that will help them raise their belief about this industry. Because if I can continue to raise their belief and raise their belief and raise their belief about this industry, that means that their mind is staying on this business more and more and more and more. So what I do, like I just told you, I came off of a coaching call with one of our legs. One of the things that we did was we talked about, hey, who are all the new, the new people that are not strong enough to keep their own mind on their business yet that we can help them get their mind on their business? And one of the things that we do is we have a list of books, right? We have, you know, 
probably 12 to 24 books that we know help people in this industry. And we have a kind of a rolling list of them. We say, hey, why don't you send, literally purchase it and send it through AM, whatever, I don't care, you do it. Buy it and send this book to that person and give them a call and say, hey, I just bought you this book and here's why I did it. Well, I don't want to know if I do that. Guys, are you serious? You realize it's a $7 book. And if you give them a $7 book and you keep investing like in those little books, seven bucks, seven bucks, whatever, over time, and that person stays in and blows up, they can make you millions. Is that a good return? Of course it is. So, you know, send them a book, send them a podcast. Those are free, right? Send them a video on, on YouTube that you found. Keep a portfolio or a running list of assets. You know, you could even send them these podcasts if you want. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to self-promote the show here, but, you know, just whatever. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so podcast, videos, books. I have a rolling list of these things. And I can't take credit for this. I learned this years ago. Um, but I'm going to do this until they're strong enough to keep their own mind in their own business. Now, how do I know when they're strong enough? Well, I have four parameters. When they are doing um, the monthly PV requirement on their own with no, no reminders of any kind. Two, when I know they're educating themselves. Three, they're associating with the team, all of them at the, at the levels that, that we designate for people. And four, when they are doing the work necessary to grow a team. So when they're doing those four things, PV, um, educating themselves, association, and working their business, when they're doing those four things consistently, I know that they're keeping their mind on their own business without me. And that's when I can kind of back off of all of this stuff of like, you know, making sure that I'm strategizing for them, right? Remember, you don't do work for your downline. You do work to, for their mind. You keep their mind on the business and then they do the work. If you start doing work for your downline, that's when you create welfare mentality, you create a weak team, and you create a bunch of get-rich-quick junkies. When you strategize how to keep their mind on the business and help them develop the skills, they'll do the work, and they'll be a strong leader or a strong performer, hopefully both. So hopefully that made sense. I, I, I shared this with some of our team today, and uh, it, was, uh, it was pretty awesome. So anyway, um, if you found value in this, leave a five-star rating. Leave a review down below. That'd be awesome. Just scroll down right now. Scroll down to the bottom of the app. Hit five stars, leave a review, and um, with that, I hope you have an amazing day, and talk to you all soon.